Welcome to Heels in the Courtroom, a podcast about successfully navigating law and life, featuring the women trial attorneys at the Simon Law Firm. Hello, and welcome back to Heels in the Courtroom. This is Liz Lenovey, and today I am joined by Megan Crow and Mary Simon. What I wanted to talk to you all about today is working on vacation or not working on vacation. This is something that I'm experiencing right now. On Tuesday, I got back from my vacation that I had left for on the Friday before. And so I'm coming off of what was supposed to be, you know, my relaxing time and my opportunity to recharge and rest and get a break. I had a great time. I went to Washington, D.C., got to see our nation's capital. It was a really phenomenal trip, and I got to spend some time with my husband. But a few things that I noticed both in preparing for my vacation while on my vacation and then coming back from it is that I felt like I was just absolutely swamped by work. The days leading up to it were so stressful, trying to get all of these assignments ready and making sure everything was going out the door and we were still going to be able to be covered for any scheduling issues. And then when I was on my actual vacation, I found myself sitting at a coffee shop reading a deposition, trying to prepare for another deposition I had immediately after I came back from my vacation. And then I got in Tuesday afternoon and then Wednesday morning, I felt like I had to hit the ground running And that was for both preparing a client for a deposition, which I had to do on Wednesday. Her depo was on Thursday. And then I had to prepare to take an expert's deposition on Friday. And my day was just so jam-packed with all of the work that I felt that I had needed to catch up on that I knew that if I hadn't gone on vacation or maybe if I had worked more on my vacation, I wouldn't be scrambling so much to try to get all of these things done. And so I was a little salty all week thinking about, you know, I'm supposed to enjoy this time and I'm supposed to be able to take time off and I deserve this and I work really hard. And is it even worth it? Because it feels like it's not worth it when you get back to that inbox and it's overflowing and everyone's mad at you because it's taken you so long to respond and people don't care about the out of office message. And I want to know what your experiences are. and Maybe we can talk through this. This is something that we just have to live with. Are there things that we can do to make this better? Are there ways that we can try to change our culture around working on vacation? Or again, are we just sort of doomed to this fate? So Megan, you got anything? (laughs) So I hate to be contributing to this toxic hustle culture, but I feel that as a young attorney, I haven't earned the right to take a real vacation yet. And I know that that's crazy to think and say, but I sort of feel that way. I am now about three years into my practice and I haven't really taken a vacation. I've taken a Friday off and maybe had a long weekend, but that feels different than taking, you know, a chunk of time, multiple days in a row off of work, out of the office, not doing actual substantive work. It's because I feel like, I don't know, maybe I haven't earned that right yet. And I was actually talking to Elizabeth and I was telling her that I would like to take a vacation sooner rather than later. But the thought of doing that stresses me out because of all the work. And she's like, yeah, the week before you're going to be thinking like, is this worth it? Is this worth it? There's so much to do on the front end. And then on the back end, all that catch up that you're playing, 
that there's so much stress on both ends that the question is, you know, when is it worth it? But I think it's important to be said that vacations are good and necessary and you should try and turn your work brain off for a little while as impossible as that seems. So that's my two cents. I don't know. I probably should change my mindset of whether or not I'm allowed to take vacations or not. <laughs> I feel like I need to just go wah, wah, wah <laughs> after hearing both of you share your experiences with vacation. Vacation and work are not supposed to go hand in hand. And my thoughts on this are twofold. First is you have to commit prior to leaving how much you're actually going to work. If it's a short weekend and it's not actually, you know, a week-long vacation or your actual family vacation or a long trip that you've planned, then maybe you need to work a couple hours in the mornings. But if you've actually taken the time to plan out your vacation, then you really should not work on it. That's my opinion. I think both of you deserve it. I think any attorney at our office deserves that interrupted time without work. And it may just be something that you have to practice doing. Maybe the first time you agree with yourself that you won't work for a week that you're gone on vacation or four days or whatever it is, you might check your email three times on that trip, but the next one you go on, you check it two times and one time. I do think you practice it, but there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to have that uninterrupted time on a trip that you can take away from work. It feels nerve wracking, right? All of us have had that moment at 2 a.m. when we wake up thinking about a client and the next deadline in the case or what's next on the to-do list. But if we're able to kind of get ourselves out of that panic mode, then you're better able to enjoy yourself on the rest of your vacation. And you know what? Work is always going to be there. And if there is a true emergency, which, you know, I'd love to hear other plaintiff's attorneys or civil lawyers tell me the amount of times they've dealt with an actual time-sensitive emergency in a civil case. If there's a true emergency, it will be brought to your attention. You can handle it and go back to your vacation. But work is always going to be there. The deadlines are always going to be there. And Liz, I know that you have a wonderful, supportive husband. I have a wonderful, supportive spouse too. But he gently reminds me, you know, at the end of this vacation, are you going to be thinking, man, I really wish I would have worked more? Or five years from now, when you look back on that trip, are you going to be thinking that? And it kind of snaps me back into being present. But it's not to say you don't plan for it. But the more you plan for it and you prepare to have that time, that uninterrupted time off work, I feel like the more confident you can move through those nerve-wracking moments of, oh my gosh, am I forgetting something? Mary, what you've said is so incredibly insightful. It is great advice. It feels almost impossible to put into actual <laughs> practice. I mean, I tell myself before I take my week off in the summer or before I take my time off at Christmas time, which that's when I take my time off, you know, I'm really going to rest and I'm going to recharge and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to read a book for fun and I'm going to watch a movie and just relax. And maybe I will actually get some like a good night of sleep for a couple nights in a row. And I tell myself this and then 
it doesn't actually happen. And it's funny you bring up my husband because he, I think, has an even worse ability to separate himself from working while we're supposed to be resting. He has a lot of trouble divorcing himself from his job and really compartmentalizing that worse than me. And I will say, I don't feel the inherent pressure from my employer to be working on the job. Like I've never felt that from John. And I know Amy is actually an incredible proponent of taking time off and taking time for yourself and resting. And she said that on the podcast multiple times. And she said it to me in conversations. And I know that she says that to everyone in the office of take time off. But I also know Amy's worked on vacation as well because we've talked about it. So again, it feels like something that's easy to say. It's much harder to do. I was even thinking about that, Megan, when you were talking about whether you deserve a vacation. And the answer is obviously you deserve a vacation. You deserve to rest. You deserve time for yourself. But then I know I say that to you and I hope, you know, I'm older and I'm you know, a little wiser and air quotes. But then even though I am older and I've been practicing longer and I've been here for several years, I still struggle with that feeling of do I deserve this? So again, really easy to say, much harder to actually put into practice. Back to talking about where exactly the pressure comes from working on vacation. Again, it is not something I am experiencing from my employer. I feel that we actually have a pretty healthy attitude about vacation for the most part. Most of the people here, it really is an internal struggle. And that's because, one, I don't want clients mad at me. And I think that that's a bigger issue is what exactly are the boundaries that we set with clients? Because sometimes clients want immediate answers and they are not satisfied with the out of office of, you know, I'll be back on Wednesday or whatever. In addition to clients, sometimes opposing counsel. I've gotten opposing counsel who are not particularly patient. This actually happened to me while I was on my last vacation. I got an email from an opposing counsel saying, we need to do this or let's do this. And I didn't immediately respond. And three days later, he sends another email saying, well, I'm going to go ahead and do this. Basically, I didn't get a chance to interject with my issue. And then once I saw his follow-up email while we were at the Washington Monument, that's when I had to step in. And I think I had to pull my husband aside and say, hey, I got to send a quick email. Just give me one second. And then also just my own schedule. So I've got you know clients, I've got opposing counsel, and then I look at my own schedule and how things are so jam-packed. We are so busy every single day. And it feels like if we take any of those days off, we're just going to be immediately behind. And I will say, I think we are in good company when we talk about this, the stress that we feel. I was doing a little bit of light Googling before the episode today. And it turns out that Americans in particular have a real problem turning off the phones, turning off the laptops when they go on vacation. A 2018 survey indicated that 30% of full-time employees report working weekends and holidays. And apparently that number has actually gotten much worse because of COVID. And that's because with COVID and working from home, there is even a further blurring of the lines between home life and work life now that we are just sort of the same place for a lot of us still. Liz, I have been thinking about this and I'm struggling with this concept of what we deserve. I know statistically, obviously, from what you just shared, this is a problem in generally the United States. But I am thinking about this concept of deserving a vacation or deserving time off. And all three of us have used that word. 
but like it's so subjective says who I guess is what I'm thinking about I deserve it because I think I deserve it you know I mean I went on maternity leave not too long ago and I had no problem saying no to anyone who tried to email me and if you have to give birth in order to do that to deserve that no thanks So this concept of deserving it seems so loosey-goosey and subjective to me. I feel like when I say, what do I deserve? My brain thinks about someone else telling me that they agree I deserve it. And that doesn't feel right. I just want to know that I deserve it by my own standards. Deserve means what? And why are we so hell-bent on needing to deserve the time off? We all do right now. Mary, I totally agree with that. And that's so valid about what you said about maternity leave. I feel like I wouldn't blink an eye at something like that. I think for me, at least, it comes from a place of I want to be seen by my clients, by my coworkers as being a hard worker. And Liz, what you said, it's totally internal. I don't think that our office has a culture of this at all. But internally, I can't shake this feeling that, oh, if I take a week off that I'm going to be seen as not as dedicated. And that's crazy. And I think that in reality, my brain knows that vacation, a reset does us good and will probably do us good in our careers in the long run if we're well rested and have a balance. I can only speak for myself, but where this concept of deserving a break and deserving to take time off on a vacation, because it's really easy for me to tell someone else, like I just told Megan, you deserve time off, you deserve a break. It's much harder to give myself that same grace. And it is because I think, and this goes to Americans and our culture, I think we tie so much of our self-worth to our production. And we determine whether or not we are good, worthy people based on whether we are producing work, substance, whatever, whether we are actively putting something out there. And so taking time to really just do nothing, therefore you are not producing, that affects your self-worth. And that is at least how I think I was raised when I go back to like, where did I get this concept? It's from my parents and they worked incredibly hard and they sacrificed and they constantly reminded me of we do all this work and we sacrifice so that you can have a better life. And I would have no problem telling my parents, you deserve time off, you deserve to enjoy things and and you deserve to take that vacation, whatever. But it's so much harder for me to say it about myself because then if I'm not working, if I'm not doing something, if I'm not advancing my career or my cases or at least something tangible, then what am I doing? I'm wasting my time. It's a terrible concept. It's an unhealthy concept. It's incredibly toxic. It's also the mindset that I've spent the last 31 years on this earth with and trying to break really in the last couple of years since college. I've been trying to break this because at least when we were in school, we had forced time off summer vacations. But even during summer vacation, what was the comment your parents said? Well, aren't you going to do something? Don't you need to get up and do something? I mean, this concept of rest is really, I think, something foreign to lots of Americans because we pride ourselves on how hard we work and the amount that we work and the hours that we work. I mean, we can't do this here, but I'll tell you, I have friends who work jobs with billable hours and they love comparing their billable hours to each other. And why is that? Because if you worked harder, if you put in more hours, you're more worthy, you're better. It's always a competition. Everything's a competition. 
So again, I wish I could adopt your mindset. I think that that's incredible. Also, I will say you being on maternity leave, that's not a vacation. <laughs> not at all. You're putting in the work there. That's true, but nobody questioned me not working. Yeah. And it goes directly to what you're saying, Liz. It's like, well, it's more palatable to society if it's because I just had a kid. So it's like, oh, it's okay if she doesn't get back to those clients because she had a child and we don't need devastation or birthing a child or like whatever this crazy life difference that someone has to go through. Why does that have to be happening in order for people to recognize and appreciate that somebody might just need a break? And, you know, I do think, Liz, too, just having backgrounds of like immigrant parents or immigrant grandparents, there was a panic work mindset. So for my grandfather who had 10 kids, you know, you need to work the four jobs. And there are people in that circumstance where it is required. And I think generationally that panic work mindset can get carried down generationally. And it's also to anybody listening, I'm wildly privileged to even be having a conversation, right, where we can have a job to think about a vacation or vacation hours. But if you're not in a circumstance that every single second of your day, you literally have to be working throughout your entire time off or vacation time in order to survive, I think maybe that was modeled from our parents or our grandparents because it was a different circumstance. So it's also, what if? It kind of brings me to what maybe a new way of thinking about this vacation time is, think about your trip to DC, Liz. What if you didn't review that deposition that morning? I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't have been as prepared for the thing you had when you came back. So it was necessary that you did that at that time, just given your workload that given week. But maybe think, in real time, it might help process that urge to work on time off if you just ask yourself, what will happen if I don't pick up my laptop right now? What will happen if I don't check my email when I'm at lunch with my spouse or friend or people I'm taking time off with, even if it's just you? What will happen if I don't look at my phone for the next three hours? And, you know, if the answer is, then I'll find out what emails I got three hours later, who cares, you know? But yeah, I don't think something catastrophic or a big life change that has to happen in order for somebody to quote unquote deserve time off, whatever that means. Mary, what you said about checking your phone, I think that's one of my biggest anxieties about taking vacations or taking time off is because I know like we probably all are, but I am addicted to my email. And when I'm not working, I am constantly refreshing my email on my phone, even if I don't have my laptop open. I live and die by my task list. I feel like I don't have an accomplished day. I feel unsettled if I didn't get the tasks done that I felt like I wanted to get done or needed to get done. To an extent, that task portion can be planned for in advance. You can plan to do the things that have deadlines during the time that you're taking off and you can accomplish those tasks. But the anxiety for me comes more from, I'm gonna be constantly refreshing my email and if something comes up that wasn't originally scheduled and checked off my task list beforehand, I feel an anxiety to want to address this now, even if it could probably wait, I have like a compulsive need to respond to it. And to that, Megan, I say, 
find a therapist. (laughs) So true. (laughs) It's done wonders for me. Highly recommend. (laughs) I do want to quickly turn to maybe some of the hard, fast, objective facts I found in this particular article. And I'm reading from this article called Don't Work on Vacation, period, seriously, period, in the Harvard Business Review written by Laura Gergi and Caitlin Woolley. And something that stuck out to me from this article is a paragraph they had actually talking about the research that they did and how it is actually incredibly beneficial and makes you a better worker and an employee that's more passionate about their job when you actually turn off from your job and allow yourself to take the break. I'm just going to quickly read from this paragraph because I don't want to paraphrase. I want to get it right. And they say, our research finds that the opposite you know, this idea of being busy all the time and constantly being productive. The opposite is often true. Spending weekends or holidays working undermines one of the most important factors that determines whether people persist in their work, intrinsic motivation. People feel intrinsically motivated when they engage in activities that they find interesting, enjoyable, and meaningful. Our data shows that working during leisure time creates internal conflict between pursuing personal and professional goals, leading people to enjoy their work less. Yet, in doing this research during weekends and holidays ourselves, we also uncovered a solution to this problem. Reframing time off as work time can help people maintain intrinsic motivation for their work. And they explain in the article what they mean by work time and relabeling time as work time. For example, in one study, we told one group of people working on a Saturday, quote, people usually use weekends to catch up or get ahead with their work, unquote, and told another group, quote, people usually use weekends to relax and take a break from work, unquote. Our data suggests that even though both groups were working during time off, the first group felt more interested and engaged in their work goals because they were thinking about the time as time to work versus time to relax, And so I thought about that, about how do I reframe that? And so what I sort of just jotted down after my DC trip about how can I make this a more enjoyable experience for me is one, when I'm on an extended vacation, I'm going to be gone for a couple of days, but I still have some work and it's going to be stressful leading up to and it's going to be stressful coming back, but I'm trying to make an effort to reduce some of that stress is reserve a specific time to do work. So whether it's from 7.30 to 8 a.m., I will check my email from that time and then I will not check my email after 8 a.m. or before 7.30 a.m. the following morning. Two, and this one might be a little controversial, I want to delete my email from my phone when I'm on vacation. And that's because I have my phone on me all the time, obviously for emergency purposes, or I want to snap a picture or whatever. But if my email is not easily accessible from my phone, then I won't be tempted, I won't be able to actually check my email while I'm on vacation. So I'll bring the laptop, I can check my email from 7.30am to 8am, clear out the inbox from my laptop in the hotel or wherever I'm at, but it's not on my phone. So I'm not going to be carrying those emails around with me literally all day in my pocket. And then three, we've talked about emergencies a little bit. Make sure someone at the office has my cell phone number and everyone here has my cell phone. And if there is a true, real emergency, they can reach me on my cell phone at that point. If it's something that is really urgent and only I can fix it, I can step in at that point. And so I think making sure you have 
team members that you trust and that you are capable of relinquishing some control, that's something that's important too. So I think my next vacation, I'm going to try the strategy of reserved work time on vacation, a short window of time, but otherwise eliminating the temptation by just removing it from my phone. Any thoughts on my ideas? I commend you. It seems brave <laughs> and I can't even fathom that. I just feel like it's kind of the norm is the opposite. I feel like the norm is to look kind of constantly and if there's something that needs to be addressed, address it. And that's kind of usually the context work and vacation comes up. But I like the idea of something's going to come up and within a 24 hour period, I'll see it. And even though that thought gives me anxiety, I really like the idea of it. <laughs> me too. I think it's a great idea. And the fourth thing I would add to your list is I challenge anybody who has the struggle that we all have that we've been talking about to ask themselves and think about who are you apart from your job? Who are you apart from being a lawyer? And I don't know, if you just take away the job and you're left with nothing, I bet there's a correlation between people who struggle a lot with letting go of that work during that time because it's so linked to your identity. And maybe we can discuss that another day on the podcast. But I'd add that to your list is have a sense of self apart from your profession. I think that's also something to add to the list of things to talk to a therapist about. <laughs> <laughs> totally true. I've got my running list. You guys have given me some great comments. <laughs> yeah. And Liz, I know you mentioned it before, but I feel like it bears repeating that the culture around taking vacation and taking time off, I feel has really changed since COVID started because I almost feel like now part of my intrinsic guilt about taking time off comes from, well, I don't have an excuse anymore because everything is so accessible remotely. I don't have to log a desktop on a vacation, it's so easy to bring your laptop and have the whole world of your work accessible to you everywhere. And I feel like this idea of not having an excuse is relatively new. And it's something that we have to deal with. I've been wondering about this with depositions, Zoom depositions now. You know, I used to have the excuse of, well, I'm going to be out of town. I can't do it. And now it's, well, can you take the deposition from out of town? Do you have Wi-Fi where you're going? <laughs> That's why I told Steve, I told my husband, next vacation, we got to go to like a remote cabin in the woods. I don't want any electronics that function anywhere near us, which is kind of sad to think about. But last spring, we took a vacation to an area in a more rural part. It was a goat farm. It's very cute. A goat farm out in rural Missouri. And the reception was not great. Like it was real spotty. And that was probably the most restful three days I've had in years because <laughs> I just couldn't look at my phone. I couldn't do anything with my phone. I think the goats also had something to do with that. We got to pet the goats, which was really great. One did try to eat my shirt, but that's okay. Well, ladies, thank you so much for this really great conversation, for letting me vent a little bit and for some what I always think is really insightful tips and tricks and thoughts. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can reach us at comments at heelsinthecourtroom.law. Remember, new episode of Heels in the Courtroom drop every Wednesday, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Bye. Amy, Liz, Erica, Mary, Elizabeth, and Megan would love to hear from you. Send your thoughts to comments at heelsinthecourtroom.law and subscribe today 